try to stop me, it's gonna be some dreadhead in the lobby. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Five Mics. Husband, father, educated writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. You are tuned in live and direct to the idea of manhood. Uh, season two, episode 12. Season two, episode 12. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you tuned in from the ideamanhood.com, if you hit me up on iTunes, the idea of manhood, or Stitcher, or SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, um, thank you for listening. If you hit me up on Facebook, leave me a message, comment, rate, review, all that. And so I purposefully started with my, uh, my outburst with Chance the Rapper. I haven't done, uh, in season one, if you tuned in, I used to, you know, start every episode off with like an I'm tired segment. And then I used to do a hip hop minute just because I know that some of the listeners that are listening to this idea of manhood, uh, you know, might be a little older and might not be as engaged with the hip hop community as I might be. And so I used to just, you know, talk about not really going too deep into hip hop, but just albums that are coming out and, and things that are happening within the hip hop community. And I stopped doing that because it's like at the beginning of season two, it was like election season. There was so much to talk about. There was so many different serious cultural, pop cultural, references happening and i felt like i wanted to focus on things a little bit more i don't know that were a little bit more uh pressing at the time and so i did away with the with the hip-hop minute um but you know i'm a hip-hop guy so it would always find itself back in an episode somewhere here or there but i specifically started with chance the rapper if y'all don't know chance the rapper is, is a young mc out of chicago uh, he might be 25 years old, 24, 26, something like that. He's one of those new artists that are, you know, completely independent. Um, he had an opportunity to sign with different people, and, and he, you know, is coming from a pretty solid family, from what I understand. His dad is a politician on some level, and parents are college educated. And he said, I'm going to come in the game on my own and release probably one of the best albums of the year this year, his first album. And he's had several mixtapes. Uh, here and there, but he just released a, a fantastic album this year. And, you know, something that struck me while listening to Chance's album and, you know, every day or at least three or four times a week, I get into a back and forth with someone online, either on Facebook or Twitter, about hip hop, about this current generation's uh, version of hip hop and what my generation listened to, not my generation, but like what we listened to when we were, you know, in our teens and 20s. And there's always this constant battle of, you know, oh, the golden age in the 90s and you got this new age and, you know, it's a constant like, you know, uh, competition between like whose generation really represented hip hop, whose generation really um you know, captured the essence of what hip hop is as a culture, not just the music. Um, and so, you know, because it's rap music, hip hop is a culture. Rap is within the larger construct. And so, um, you know, I wanted to I, there's there's been a topic that's been brewing in my mind for literally since I started this podcast last year, where there's something that's really strong happening right now culturally that I don't think a lot of people have tapped into. I don't think a lot of people are tapping into the fact that when it comes to 
men, right? When it comes to young men, whatever your classification of young men is, if you do the 18 to 34, if you do the 20 to 40, whatever it is, that age range where even if you could go back to, you know, age 15 to 45, I'm going to give a, a large range. That's 30 years, right? 15 to 35, um, there's... There's something that's happened within the last 10 years where there's so much more in common with this wide age range of young men and women, too, um, that, like, there's so much more in common at this point in time than there was, let's say, when I was 15 and the 35-year-olds at that time. Um, so think about it when I was 15, like me and my parents were listening to the same music. They actually like detested the music. They detested the clothes. There just wasn't a whole lot in common. It was just, there was so many, it was like worlds and worlds apart. We didn't speak the same language. We didn't talk the same talk we didn't watch the same tv shows there was such a wide divide that i think it impacted the generations a little bit and just created like a you know in a traditional space the same way that i'm sure my parents parents didn't understand them and there was a wide divide whether it was civil rights movement the hippies you know the uh the baby boomers in between those generations um, and so the thing that's so striking to me now, I think is I think it's fascinating, right? I think it's fascinating that my son is 10 years old. Um, and <clears throat> you know, we can listen to some of the same music that's age appropriate or whatever, but in terms of in terms of the beats, in terms of the sound of music, a lot of the things that are attractive to him are attractive to me. And I'm thinking back when I was growing up, that just wasn't the case. As, you know, as a general, the broad brush, you know what I'm saying? When I was growing up, of course, you know, I listened to The Greats. I listened to Stevie Wonder and Donny Hathaway and Michael Jackson. And my parents listened to that, too. But it just wasn't the same, you know, especially, I don't know, you know, my parents being immigrants, you know, to the United States. There were just so many different you know, they just weren't even interested into what I was interested in music-wise, especially what was coming out of the hip-hop generation. And so now, what I find so striking and what, I, what I'm really sometimes have a hard time, you know, a hard time breaking down in my own head is like, as a man that's turning 40 this year or, you know, early, early next year, um... How do, like, I'm having a hard time, like, like bridging that gap between, like, what's quote-unquote age-appropriate and, and what is attractive to me in terms of style, in terms of fashion, in terms of, you know, culture, art, music, um, <clears throat> even how I get my information. Because there are a lot of people in my generation... <laughs> that are in their late 30s, you know, going into their 40s, you know, mid 40s, even approaching 50, that, you know, I feel like our generation is all over the place. Like the Generation X's, I guess, or the, the Generation X millennial bridge, you know, it's like we're all over the place. 
There's some people that I know that are my age that still have flip phones that, you know, that that are just so disengaged from popular culture, whether it's hip hop or not, that I just like don't want anything to do with anything that is new, uh, that that's different than what they experience. And so personally, I find myself. You know, sometimes like walking that fine line of like, I'm not trying to be young. You know, it's not like I'm out here like, oh, I got to find, you know, an outfit that makes me look 15. It's just that like, sometimes I I don't know. See, this is where I'm stuck, right? This is where I'm stuck. And I feel like a lot of guys in my age group are kind of like stuck in between this rock and a hard place. You know, especially, and, and I'll keep it within me. I'm not going to say, guys, I'm not going to externalize. I want to internalize. I want to talk about myself, right? Uh, that's something that I'm really learning about a lot these days is that, you know, when I'm talking about things that are personal to me, I'm not going to, you know, externalize it. I'm going to make it personal to me. And that's going to, you know, guys, that's 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 a big, uh, uh, that's some big, that's a big rule, I think. It's a rule, not a tip. It's a rule. When you're engaging in a relationship, you know, whether it's a friendship, a romantic relationship at work, like when you're speaking, you need to speak as I, I statements, own your shit, basically. So I'm going to say for this, in this situation, me, I have like, I'm, I'm in the conundrum and I'm going to just focus on, on clothes and fashion. You know, even as a man, my age 40, almost 40, like even saying the word fashion for a lot of other people that are my age, guys, they're like fashion, talking about fashion, put on some clothes, you know, it's not fashion, but for me, it's fashion, right? Because, you know, I just, I don't like going out looking like everybody else. I don't like going out looking like everybody else. This is so funny because this week, uh, on Twitter, somehow we were talking about um, in D.C. Uh, around 2004, 2005, there was a time period where you couldn't get into the club unless you had on slacks, a hard, uh, some hard bottom dress shoes, and a dress shirt. The dress shirts were usually striped in nature, uh, were usually oversized or baggy, and pants were baggy as well, and you had to have those bowling-ass shoes on or hard-bottom shoes or whatever. And, like, you used to go in the club, oh, I hated it, because every man looked the same. I called the button shirt mafia, the button down shirt mafia. You know what I'm saying? Because like they made you, it made you have to fit into, you know, of what they wanted people in their club to look like. That's DC though, you know. Um, and I, I know it was like that in other places, but that was 10 years ago, 12 years ago, you know. And now we're in a situation where I don't know. For those of you that pay attention, especially the men's fashion and how men are dressing now, there's just not as many rules. There's just not as many um, guidelines in terms of whether you go out, you know, in, in the workplace, depending on your work environment. If it's if it's, you know, if it's a moderate work environment, there's not a lot of pressure to wear shirt and ties as much as there were. I wore more shirt and ties when I was in my 20s than I do now. And I hate it then, and I don't like it now. And I don't like going, I don't like going into any environment where everybody looks the same. It just makes me feel rat racish. It makes me feel like 
like there's just no originality. It doesn't it doesn't spawn creativity for me. If I go into an environment and everybody has on khakis, a blue, a baby blue shirt and a red striped tie. You know what I'm saying? Um, so when in those days when I did have to wear ties, I would go way out the box. I would this is years ago before it got in vogue, quote unquote. You know, I would wear like a polka dot shirt and you know a plaid tie just because I didn't want to fit into that same mold. People would make fun of me, and I'm like, yo, I don't care. I just want to be different. And so now, looking at that fashion trend now, looking at the fashion trends now for men, it's like everything is a little bit more form fitting. Everything fits you know, uh, fits to your body. Like it fits to whatever size you are. Right. So 10 years ago, everything was 38. Everybody was wearing 38 pants, 40 pants. Even if he was a 32 or 34, you know, Jay-Z said, you know, uh, I can't remember the line, you know, uh, really a 38 without really a 36 without the gun. I'm slim. Um, something along those, lines, I can't remember, but it just shows you that now everything is fitted. You know, everything is, uh, is has a more tailored look to it and more European style, I guess. I don't know if that's what you want to call it. Even T-shirts, you know, there's two there's two schools of thought here. You either wear a double XL shirt. You know, so when I go down south, I'm with my cousins, you know, family, you know, they're wearing the big, big baggy shirts. And that's cool. When I go down there, I'm wearing a size large because I'm a large. You know what I'm saying? I'm not wearing two XLs. Um, because, you know, I lost a little weight, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to look like a ghost out here, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, I, so, 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 so that's the, so that's the frame of the, so you have half the people in my age range, like, if you wear, if I wear some joggers, right, some jogger jeans, now joggers are, 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 are interesting because if you're my age in your 40s, 30s, you know, whatever, and you wear joggers, it's like two ways you could wear them. They have like the skin tight ones that look like leggings, like, that's a no-no. And then you have just regular pants that taper at the leg. They have the little jogging strap at the bottom, you know, little scrunchies at the bottom or whatever. And, uh, you know, you get roasted for wearing that around guys like that are my age. Like, oh, you got those skinny jeans. <laughs> and so it's like, I'm stuck because I like how joggers look. I mean, it's not like. You know, I'm not wearing tight pants. I'm wearing the pants that I would wear with the little scrunchies at the bottom or without are the same size. They fit the exact same way. It's just that they taper at the leg and show off your shoes a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Change the game up. But, um, you know, it's just very, it's, it's super, super interesting because my 10-year-old son wants to wear joggers. And I'm like, yo, is that too advanced for him or too modern or too young for me and so <clears throat> you know being more sensible I'm like yo I think that's just maybe that's just out of my range maybe I just gotta go wearing size regular straight leg jeans with pleats in them you know maybe maybe I just gotta resort to wearing you know size triple XL jogging pants you know and 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 Timberland boots like I just gotta stay in that range and so I brought up hip hop because I feel like now the music is bridging the gap. The music is bringing generations together and and kind of blurring the lines between the generations. And I don't know if it's confusing the youth or confusing the elders. And when I, you know, in this situation, me, I'm thinking I'm talking myself now, right? 
So I don't know if it's if it, like who's confused or is it confusion? Is this just the way that things are evolving now? Like things are evolving at a rate now where, you know, there's 50 year old guys that I see, you know, this is the idea of man. I'm talking about men. There's 50 year old guys that I see that are dressing fly. And 30 years ago, the, the 50 year, the 50 year olds, 30 years ago that are 80 now, but that were 50, 30 years ago, the only way they got fly was to wear suits. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way you could really get fly was to wear a suit. Kanye said these dudes wear suits because they can't dress no more. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's the case or not. That's always how I felt. You know what I'm saying? I talked about this on this podcast before that when I was growing up, being the son of immigrant parents, I don't know if that's it or not. I had immigrant parents. My mom was Latino. You know, my dad is from uh, from Trinidad. And y'all know it was all, like you had when you went out. It was all about, you know, making sure people respected you and that you, you know. So all my school pictures from kindergarten to about ninth grade, I was in a three piece suit, my dude. And I used to be so embarrassed going to school. <laughs> like, why am I wearing a three-piece pinstripe suit and I'm seven years old? Like, no lie. Straight up pinstripes. Three-piece, hard bottoms on the playground trying to slide in the first base. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, just personally, I've always rejected that, like, oh, you got to put on a suit to look nice. You know, so... I, I rejected that to this day. Like I reject, like, I don't think you have to put as a man that you have to put on a suit to be presentable. You know, I understand that in certain environments, if it's a job interview, there's a uniform, so to speak, you have to wear. If you're going to, you know, a funeral, you know, you don't want to go in there looking crazy and that there's a certain set of set of norms in those environments. I, I don't even like that word norms, but I understand. Um, but other than that, like, if I'm going to work, what the hell am I wearing a suit for? Like, what? Are you going to respect me more because I'm wearing a suit? If so, if you work in that kind of environment, then you just might want to check your people, like, because they probably voted for Trump. Like, if you feel that you have to wear a suit to demand or command a certain level of respect, then you're not you're not who you think you are. You know what I'm saying? You might not. I, I can go to work in a T-shirt and shorts treat everybody with respect and still be a leader within my organization. I know that I can do that. I know that that's not allowable in the environment that I work in or in the environment that most of us work in, but I'm confident in my leadership skills and my managerial skills and my people skills to go into any environment. And regardless of how I'm dressed, if I have a robe on, everyone's going to be treated professionally respectable and people are going to respect me just because that's what I expect. That's what I expect from other people. So now let's, let's bring it to current day, right? So, you know, yesterday I wore, I'm just, I'm just, I mean, we're talking about fashion now. So, you know, I bought some pants recently. My boy's going to joke me for this. So I, like I told you, I have some very, very critical friends. So whenever I put a podcast out, you know, I know like, not only do I have critical friends, 
but I have comedian friends and I have friends that really think they could joke, right? Not understanding that I'm the joke king. So they're going to joke me. They're going to clown me. That's cool. But just understand I got you. Like I'm watching you. I'm watching your every move and I know where you live and I know what you do. And, you know, I got pictures of you from when you were a kid. And so don't worry about it. Like you could joke me, but just know that it's not going to stay there. It's going to come back and hit you 10 times worse because I'm a joke king. I grew up. I was fat. I was regular, you know, for the for for the most part, I was awkward. I had glasses. I had messed up haircuts all my life. And so my joke game had to be on a thousand because of just how people would come for me. So people knew that regardless of how I looked, I was going to strike back so hard that it didn't even matter. So come for me if you want to. Just understand that it's going to come back to you. So I say all that to say that, you know, I recently bought an outfit. Right, I, or the outfit I wore yesterday I had some gray slacks on, right? Light gray slacks, you know. So I bought them, you know. Uh, my waist, uh, you know, I lost a little bit of weight, you know. I told y'all, so I'm a 34, 36, right? You know, so I used to be a 38, pushing 40 at one time. So just understand. Um, so I bought some 36 size pants. 30, they might have been 35. I think I found a 35, which you never find. So I found some 35 pants. So they fit, you know, they fit me, right? They fit me. They weren't baggy. They weren't tight. They fit. And so, you know, the trend right now for men is, you know, you want to, you want your clothes to fit a little bit more tailored. You had that tailored look. So instead of buying a length 32, right? Pete me what I'm doing. Uh, instead of buying a length 32, I bought a, le- a length 30. Now here's the other thing too. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, a lot of guys that are my age and my cohort, you know, in general age group, don't pay attention to this. And when a guy like me does pay attention to it, they're like, oh, yo, Mike's into fashion. Like, why do you care about how you look so much? And that's something that's been historically reserved for gay dudes. Right. And so what happens is, this is, this is so crazy because, because I care about how my clothes look, there's this, uh, the stamp of, oh, you know, being effeminate or being gay or gay friendly or whatever, you know, new term straight dudes that are whack are coming up with these days. And so for a long long time, you know, people like, oh, you soft, you this, you that. I'm like, I don't give a, I don't care. I don't care. There's a time because I was joked so much coming up, like there's not much people could say to me now that's going to get under my skin. And so that's why it's been so easy for me over the past, you know, over over the past 10 years, I would say, since the LGBT movement has become so vocal and so above ground as opposed to being below ground. That's why for me, like the transition to to not acknowledging, but just making being a part of that LGP, like understanding that many of my friends, my close friends, people that I love dearly, uh, both men and women, you know, acknowledge themselves as within the LGBTQ diaspora, you know, where it took so many people such a long time to understand and appreciate, especially black folks. It took people so long to understand and appreciate that. It didn't take long for me to do that. Like, you know, it was just like, oh, word, okay, That's, you know, what's up? It's, it's all good, you know, we all, you know, love each other, love is love, and so, you know, for me, that wasn't abnormal. For a lot of people, you know, men in my cohort, that was abnormal because 
They, I don't know. It was just different, and they weren't used to that kind of difference. Anyhow, I say all that to say that, you know, some people might not understand or might clown a man that's straight uh, putting so much energy and effort into their appearance. And that, how, how did that happen? Like, when did it become, you know, quote-unquote gay or quote-unquote soft for you to care how you look? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a fashionista. I'm not, I don't care about name brands. I don't care about, I'm not like necessarily flashy in that area. Um, but I just like, there's a certain look that I like. And I like a mixture between like a, I don't know, like a hip hop slash uh, modern slash comfort. Comfort is big for me. Slash like just an edge. I don't know what that edge is, but just like I just want my shit to look fresh. You know what I'm saying? I want to go out there and not stunt. I just want people to be like, yo, he he put some thought into that. You know what I'm saying? You I see what you did there with your shoes and your little belt and your little pin, right? I see you, boy. You know what I'm saying? And straight dudes rarely get that uh that oppor- that 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 space to be creative in their in their clothing and how they put their stuff together. I went way in too deep, but as I was saying, I bought this outfit, right? So I put it together. I, I didn't buy an outfit, I just put stuff together, right? And so I bought these pants that were size 35 waist and got the 30 length instead of the 32. So with the 32 length is probably like you know, if I were to get tailored, I'd probably be a 32, 31, right? So I got a 30, so it hit like right at my ankle, like a little bit, like a centimeter above my ankle, right? Because that's the style. For the men that are listening, like, what are you talking about? You wearing high waters. You're whack. Go open a book of GQ every now and again and stop wearing Adidas sweatpants to work. Um, Yeah, so I, I, I just did that. Like, it wasn't and I, I didn't think about it. I was like, yo, I like how this look. And then you throw your socks on with little patterns on it, show your boots off or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so people are like, yo, what are you talking about? But so I threw that on, right? I had on, I had these blue, kind of bluish suede wingtips. And so they're wingtips, but they have the the white sole. So it makes them, you know, it, it takes them down. They're not hard bottoms. They have like a sneaker bottom almost, right? or casual bottom, but the top looks a little bit more formal. So again, that's the mix. That's me. That's the that sneaker uh, casual slash formal mix, right? So I threw that on, right? I had a shirt, a button-up shirt that was, uh, I think it was like a plaid pattern or, or a gingham, multicolored gingham pattern, right? I had on a uh, a tie that had like the, the sequential... Like they weren't polka dots, but they were patterned like small polka dots, but they were anchors. And I had a little tie pin and I had on my jean jacket and my jacket, like, you know, I, I fashioned my jacket, a jean jacket and almost and wore it like a blazer. Right. So I had the little lapel pin on the jean jacket and I have other pins on it, like old school 80s style. I have like little pins and I had like, you know, a little flare on it. You know what I'm saying? And I put it together. I'm like, yo, I look, yo, I looked in the mirror. I was like, oh, snap, son. And I just liked the outfit, right? And um, and I was thinking, I was like, but then throughout the day, I would see myself in the mirror, walk by, people complimenting me. Oh, that's, that's dope, son. And I was thinking, 
Am I too old to be wearing this? Doubt crept in, right? That somewhere along the line, doubt crept in. I don't know why. I don't know if it was doubt because, like, I felt I was dressed too young because I wasn't. I was wearing slacks, a shirt, a tie, and a jean jacket, and some wingtip casual shoes. So it was like, but it was something about the the way I put it together that created some doubt within me and I don't know like I, I I often wonder if people look at me and say he think he young he think he hip you know what I'm saying I'm like no this is just this is just how I see when I look in my closet I'm not looking for brown pants a red shirt and a gray tie like I'm not looking at you know, colors in that way. I'm not looking at patterns like regular. I'm trying to make things as eccentric as possible within, you know, a certain frame. I don't know, within a certain structure. And so, um, I don't know. I, I, I just felt like it was important to talk to this because I feel like there's other men out there like me that are in this age group, right, that are, you know, in between generations where, you know, when when our parents, when our fathers and uncles were our age, you know, they wore suits and and slacks on the weekend. They would go to they would go to Walmart or go to Kmart in slacks and boat shoes and and button up shirts and and you know that was their casual outfit. You know, on the weekends, I'm wearing joggers, I'm wearing Yeezys. You know, I'm throwing on a hoodie, and I got my my leather build, suede build hat on with a good wood chain. Like that's just, like that's just. And so, my question and my thought, and what I want y'all to talk about, whatever, slander me if you want, is: Is there a time when, or an age when, you get to a point where you have to conserve it up? You know, uh, conserve it up to fit into some mold of, oh, well, you know, you're 40 now. Oh, well, you know, you're 35 now. You got to stop being childish with your dress. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you're 50 now. Okay, you got to, you can't wear sneakers no more. You know, you got to wear. So that's that's just what I'm feeling. And uh, I just wanted to put it out there because I, I felt like if I'm feeling this as strong as I'm feeling it, I know there's other guys out there that are feeling the same thing. I feel like a lot of times guys get pressure from their significant others, their wives or whatever, from the workplace, from, you know, other guys that are our age, you know, that's like, yo, you, you, you got to, you know, you're doing too much or, you know, you dress like you're going to the gym, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um you know, so I don't know. I just put it out there. What do y'all think? You know, what do y'all think? I, I I want this to be a conversation, and I want these podcasts to be, you know, an opportunity for, you know, put put a comment below. You know, if you're listening to this on, if you listen to this while you're on Facebook, comment, hit me up on Instagram, uh, The Idea Manhood. Hit me up on, on Twitter. I'm at The Mad Alpha. Maybe I should start The Idea Manhood Twitter. Hmm. Hmm coming soon uh hit me up on itunes leave a comment in the section on the web page whatever you see me hit me up with a comment and uh yeah i just felt like i needed to talk about that y'all have a great day y'all have a great week uh this is the first of december we're heading into the holiday officially we are knee deep in the holiday season so uh make sure y'all stay healthy out there make sure y'all don't let the pressures of the holiday season weigh you down and i'll holler at y'all later peace thanks for listening